Okay, great. So today I'd really like to welcome Julia Allen, uh, astrologer, witch, and author to Ramble with the with Intent. And uh, she's going to talk to us about all the pretty cool things that she does and possibly run through an astrology reading for me. So welcome, Julia. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Yeah. So uh, first, I, I read in your bio that you fell in love with astrology after a reading at the age of 18. Now, do you want to get further into that and and tell us what that experience was like for you? Um, I mean, it was a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> well, gray haired now. So, um, yeah, I just I think it. It somehow cracked the <clears throat> the window open. Excuse me. <clears throat> it cracked the window open of, you know, what was possible. Like it went so beyond a uh, newspaper. Mm. You know, you're a Pisces and all of that kind of, you know, sun, sun sign um, forecasting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my experience with astrology is like, that was it go through the paper or the, you know, the glossy magazines and read your sun sign. And then that was it. That's right. Yeah. And so for, for me, I was, you know, it, I, it just kind of took me away. It's like, wait, what is this? Like how, how does a perfect stranger know, you know, sort of my inner workings? Yeah. You know, um, so that it just it sent me on a on a discovery path, yeah. um, and back that was oh my goodness like that was in the late 1970s. Oh wow! Okay, and yeah, so there was no everybody was in astrology. They were pretty um, solitary. Yeah. Uh, there were a few groups here and there, but uh, to find the groups, what, you really had to know somebody who knew somebody like to get into those kinds of study groups, which mm -hmm. I never did get in. Like I could never find the people. Yeah. Um, so I was stuck with books and the books at the time were either very um, elementary Okay. Like very beginner, this is how it, you know, which was good for me at the time. It showed me, you know, this is how, how it's, what it's all based on. And then the other books that I could find were uh, from England. Mm. Um, and they were Jungian astrologers. And as teenager, young 20s, I didn't. I didn't have any of that kind of um, schooling behind me. So I read them and I just keep, kept read, reading them until it kind of took, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I went from very, you know, basic beginner to much more nuanced um, looking at this kind of soul diving into astrology and it, I missed all the middle stuff. Okay. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have that. Oh, you start here and then you do this and then you do that and like, and build it up. Yeah. I didn't have that. I just went from this to that. So your path <laughs> was totally different than like the 
I don't know, accepted norm for a pathway of an astrologer. For now, yeah. Okay. And there were no, like, now it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's brilliant. There are, you know, universities now that are teaching courses. Um, There are astrology schools that are just dedicated to different, different um, ways of looking at astrology. Wow. I had no idea that there was universities and schools focused on that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's an option like that. It's even an option. You know, when I, when I was doing it, it was again, like you just stayed in the closet. It was not something that you, very few people were like, Oh, I'm going to do this as a, a a means of uh, income. Mm -hmm. Nobody did that. You know, you had your job and you had your career and then you did that on the side. It was always a hobby. It was never, you know, it it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't have flown it. I came from a very um, artistic family. Okay. Um, And even in our family, it would not have it would have been like you're doing. No, you're not. You're not doing that. You're getting a job. (laughs) Even the starving artist can't accept the the astrology. Oh, no, no. Oh, wow. So then can you run us through kind of like, um, I guess we could, we touched on your starting point, but can we, can you run us through your evolution to where you are now? Cause you also have witch and writer in there too. So obviously you've encapsulated yeah. other components. Yeah. I it, it, it was definitely a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think, you know, you, you just live your life and then things open, open up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think within our family, there was a very high intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the, that kind of world, like the witchy world, yeah. definitely um, it, we, we never called it witchy. We just knew that like in our family, we would know things before things happened. Um, and often like just simple things, you know, like, oh, so-and-so's phoning or you, know, you just have that feeling of things happening before they happen. Um, the house I grew up in was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot a lot of houses, especially in, in, in Toronto, there's a lot of old old houses or built on very old houses, which is our case. Our house was built on an area that had very old, like early early Toronto. Um okay. before Toronto was Toronto. Like when it was Muddy York. Oh it was wow. a house okay. that overlooked the city. And that that house um, it was quite, it was a long house. And so it was our house was, and then both houses on either side of us had very similar kind of hauntings because I would babysit. So mm-hmm. I knew what was going on in the other houses. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so, so cool. you know, again, like those life experiences are what brought me to explore more um of the witch world Mm -hmm. i never got into the wicca world like 
joining a coven or doing yeah. any of those things. It was always very solitary. I was used to working in a solitary way. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you find friends who are doing similar things. Mm-hmm. So, um, cool. yeah. And writing, I've just, I don't know, since I, since I learned to write, I've been writing. Okay. Yeah. So what, what kind of things do you write? Um, I'm working on two stories about witches. Yeah. Um, they're not finished, but they're getting there. <laughs> and then uh, I was helping someone else with a writing project, which mm-hmm. was, was really fun. They were um, doing a historical story. Okay. Uh, so they're on one hand, there was all the history of what was going on yeah. for their character, but they were intersecting it with um, made up characters. So what had happened was there was a, a, um, a real character who um, he died very young. He was a, a um, musician and a, um he did or- orchestration mm-hmm. and he died um, from mental illness. Uh, if you can, you know, he died in a, in a, he had been put away yeah, um, because he had some kind of breakdown um, and all of his work was sort of lost to everybody mm-hmm. for a hundred years. Oh, so wow. that's the true story yeah. so for a hundred years. Nobody knew about his work. Okay. And then this conductor was, um, I believe he was in Europe, and he found this work. So he decided to um, have his group play it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So after 100 years, this piece was played in public. Um, And that's where that's where all the fictional characters come in. Okay, so, uh, the, so the music was actually, in fact, found and played, and then now, yes, now after a hundred years. Okay, but wow. the actual fictional, but the people in the, um, it was done in the, I think it was in the seventies, was when they found it. Okay, and played it, and so those characters, although they there were real characters, he made them fictional. And okay. then he had other, he had um, another character who there was some kind of intersection. So she was actually, when the music was playing, she was actually meeting okay. the, yeah, the, the guy from a hundred years ago, they oh, were wow. starting to connect yeah. through the playing of the music. When the oh, music cool. was getting, and so it was really fun because he came to me to ask me about tarot cards from back then, and um, you know what kind of reading could we put in? Like, in the real story, he got on a train um, and thought another conductor was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so there was a fellow that was sitting in his car <laughs> who was smoking a cigar and um, he was sure that if he kept smoking the cigar that there was dynamite on the train and it would somehow blow the train up. So that's yeah. also true story. Yeah. But we made some things moving forward, like with with tarot card readings. Yeah. Of kind of how he got into that space. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And then and then the character that was seeing him in the future, where the future and the past were intersecting, mm -hmm. I got to do a whole astrology chart for her. Oh wow. Um and see, you know, okay, what like what kind of person is it that is opening up that kind of um stargate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who is this Time travel person? of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. And how is it like what and then I went into astrolocality and was actually mapping it out like, okay, so here's his birth chart. And if we put his birth chart, which was from Vienna, um, and we put it and we look at the different lines of of his how his planets move, mm -hmm. what's going on in Cincinnati, like what line is he following and how can we get her her similar line to intersect? Okay. So you, you know, so astrology can basically be applied as long as you have what birth date, relative time and location, you can apply that to fictional real. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Cause oh, wow. what you're doing is just taking a picture yeah. of that kind of time and space. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, and then you let the planets tell the story. That's so cool. So then can you educate me on like on astrology? Cause I feel like, you know what? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, love where to start. <laughs> so when we, yeah, I know when we look at the astrology, we're watching the movement from a earth centric right? We know now the sun is not center. So it's an earth centric. So how do the planets move over the earth? Okay. Um, and then we go to the sun and we go, okay, so the key factor with the sun is, especially in modern Western astrology, and even um, any Western astrology, I should say, the sun moves from the tropics, so it goes from Tropic of Cancer over the equator and then the Tropic of Capricorn. Okay. And when those movements happen, they're um, aligned to our seasons. Okay. Um, so when we have, for instance, with you, which is really interesting, <laughs> when you were born, uh -oh. you... Yeah, you were with in under a minute of the equinox. Yeah. The spring equinox. So you were not just on it, but as it was actually happening, that's Crazy. when you were born. Is that why I feel like um, I'm bridged to, to, like, I feel like I'm a very strong cusp. So I bridge both uh, Pisces and Aries. It might be. Okay. But I think that when, like, when you're 
when you're at a zero degrees of Aries, yeah. you're definitely Aries. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, carry on. Because <laughs> you're, you're at the beginning of a new story, mm-hmm. as it were, right? When we get yeah. into that, we're at the beginning of a new story. Okay. So we can see that. So when wherever it is that... Um, when we get to those markers, you know, so when we get to the trop- tropic of Capricorn, that's our summer. Yeah. And the tropic of, is, did I do that right? You said cancer to Capricorn. Sometimes flip them. <laughs> anyway. Those are some, I can't correct and if you. You're so. in the Eastern and yeah, if you're in the Southern or, or Northern hemisphere, then, you know, the tropics are, they're, they're having a different effect, but okay. we still go by the zodiacs. Aries is spring. That sort of, because that's where it was created. It wasn't yeah. created in Australia. Okay. It was okay. in the Babylonian time. So it's, that's, that we haven't adjusted for the Southern hemisphere. Okay. Yeah. So they know that their their spring is different than our spring like our fall is their spring yeah um but we still use the zodiacs the same zodiac signs we didn't flip them for them makes it easier <laughs> yeah like yeah. so a scorpio is a scorpio is a scorpio yeah. <laughs> not other like... things flip when you look at the chart but okay yeah cool um so that's what we do. And the planets follow the sun. We know that in okay. astronomy. So a lot of it is like, it's a little, when astrology was made, astronomy and astrology, they're all, it was all the same thing. Yeah. It was the movement of the stars. It was the movement of the sun and the stars and the planets. Like that's what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so the planets follow the sun and within the the boundaries of the tropics, sometimes the planet will go beyond. The sun never does, obviously. That we're going to have big problems if it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the planets go beyond, and then we call them out of bounds. So then that means that those particular planets will be acting in slightly different ways than the normal way that a planet would express itself okay um and because of trajectory it just it it will come back yeah so that's um and then the zodiac is i mean there's no zodiac obviously if you look up in the night sky you're not going to see it but it is a band um where we see these planets like so we watch the sun and it has a particular movement we know by watching that movement where we are within the seasons Mm -hmm. and those particular planets are following the sun's pattern across the sky okay so that's why you can see things like you can look up and you go oh there's the moon like right now if we look up Oh, there's the moon and there's Venus. And they're yeah. always, you know, they they have that line of yeah. that they're moving across. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, cool. So that's um, how, and that's why some things are not, we don't add them in. We just, you know, they're not on that, what we call the zodiacal belt, because they're not doing that. They're doing something else. They're not okay. doing that following. Okay. Okay. I think, I, I think I've got it. <laughs> I need to go read more books clearly. Um, yeah. So then when it comes to astrology and in essence, like most people want to, you know, know, uh, I mean, I think we're most programmed to believe that there's like that predictability of what's going to happen, what's coming up for us or, um, kind of some like human behavior stuff as well. That seems to be linked to, you know, like Leo's and Aries and all them, they have certain personality traits. So where does that come into play? Um, I think it, honestly, it's just the observation that, okay. that like it's thousands of years in the making. Yeah. So who were the first people who decided that a Leo is a particular way? I, you know, there's no authorship on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't say, oh, so-and-so sad. Mm-hmm. So, and also the, the writings, even the ancient writings that we have, there was um, storytelling before that, before we actually wrote stuff down, you're still looking at, thousands of years of storytelling of people observing the sky and realizing that it's having, you know, um, an effect in in some way. Like we know that when the, the moon was big and bright and full at a particular time, then, then people were like, Oh, we, it's so bright, especially, I mean, it's, it's hard to think of now, but in the cities, you know, we don't get the same effect. Yeah. But before we had all the lights and you had a big, especially a super moon coming up, mm-hmm. that was going to light up your night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I live in the country and it's like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So people would go out. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we can go out because now we can see. Yeah. I mean, part of, you know, we're, we're more community based mm-hmm. and we don't have big fangs or big. So we would stay inside at night because we couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when yeah. the, the moon was up, then we could go out, then we could see. And of course, then it got linked to all sorts of other things that usually happened in the day. But now because it's light at night, it would, so it started to get this reputation of, of, you know, crazy things happening and violence and all of these other things, but they were things that happened anyway, but because people could go out at night, they were more visible. Now they, they, yeah, it would happen at night. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And as a mom, it's like the kid just gets crazy and unruly, but understanding that we are very cyclical people, it makes sense too. So yeah. Well, and then we're getting that light, which we don't usually get, right? So we're getting this reflection of the sun, which has all sorts of photons and other things going on. So it, you know, there's this energy all of a sudden. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. Interesting. And as the as the moon wanes and it gets then we get these dark, dark skies. Yeah, yeah. where you get to see more stars, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mesmerizing when you get to see all the stars at night too. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, so it's tell me, how do you I actually let's start this. When it comes to astrology, not a, yes. <laughs> I almost said astronomy, sorry. When it comes to astrology, um, what are some of the questions that you really wish people would actually ask you about it? Um, I mean, that's that's a hard one <laughs> to answer. Um, I think it's not so much what I'd like them to ask. It's more... I'd like to see astrology be used in a, uh, I guess, in a more beneficial way. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's gotten, obviously, since, you know, they locked everybody in and all of that, um, people were looking for answers. And, mm -hmm. and so astrology has had this huge, huge um, uh, awakening as it, you know, like now there's, Everybody, if, you know, I think even 10 or 15 years ago, most people knew their sun sign. Yeah. Now people know their sun sign. They know their moon sign. They know their rising sign. They know some of them know where Venus was like they just they know more about their chart. OK, um, I don't think anybody hasn't heard about Merc Mercury retrograde. <laughs> That's all we've heard um, about. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Like it happens quite often, uh, you know, I don't think we need to, I, I think the biggest thing for me is we don't, we don't need to demonize any of it. It's not yeah. happening to us. Yeah. And it's something that we can work with, that we can co-create with, that we can, um, like, when we see right now, Mars is a big talk topic um because it's squaring um i believe it's pluto and so people are worried about that or they have the eclipse coming up and they they like oh you know they they start to hit that panic button mm -hmm. and i don't think that that's really finding um your way forward no. So for me, I don't do fortune telling. So I I don't look at what's coming up and say, oh, this is going to happen in your life now. Yeah. Because you're the one living your life. You get to choose. I'm not going to like, who am I to take that away from you, first of all? Mm -hmm. And and we know from, you know, the the huge conjunction that happened where everything got shut down. We know that not everybody experienced it the same. No. So if those planets come together and then this is the experience, then everybody would have experienced it the same, but mm -hmm. we didn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, yeah. we had all sorts of different people having completely different. Now, part of that is because it's happening to their chart. Okay. But it's still those big planets coming together. So in some ways, we experienced 
you know, things being shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way in which we experienced it is different. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's yeah. the same as, um, you know, we all experience a cut to the hand differently too. Our, yeah. our, our receptors yeah. are different, but I think the, the fun thing is seeing how, especially the past couple of years, it has also opened up so many other things as well, or exactly. connected people to, to more basic needs or just curiosities really even about themselves and starting to have a greater awareness to enter this resurgence to astrology and mm-hmm. human design and all these other components. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely got people going inward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got to the end of Netflix and then we're like, okay, time to go inward. What's up there? Yeah. Yeah. We've run out. So <laughs> yeah. That's- and also it's all the people that were already um, doing the good work. Like they were already doing the astrology. They were already doing tarot. They were already, you know, supporting people doing human design. And they're like, oh, oh, it's go time. People are suffering and we're here to provide service for people yeah. and to give them this bigger view of things mm-hmm. and give them their options, yeah. you know, and show them that there are options. And I think that's, for me, that's what I love about astrology is that it gives you this bird's eye view of what is possible. Yeah. And that's, that's really where I like to, to kind of sit and stay. Um, there are great people doing, you know, that they can forecast in a much better way. Mm-hmm. But I do see a lot. And I see a lot of people where they have bits and pieces of the knowledge. And they hear an astrologer say, like, oh, my God, this is happening. And this is this is what's going to happen because of this. And, you know, and then they watch world events going berserk. And they and then they look at their chart and they go, but this is happening in my chart now. Like this is hitting my personal chart and they start to panic or they, they see that it's going to hit their chart and they start to panic. Yeah. And I just think that's a disservice to people. Yeah. Know, I think that the, the panic is not recommended. It just doesn't get us anywhere. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, Rather than panicking, it's like, okay, so this is what we have and how, you know, I look at the the planets as having this spectrum of possibility, of energy. And so if you start to experience, if you see that, you know, Mars is doing something in your chart and you're finding you're getting into arguments and all of this stuff is coming at you. It's like, well, how can you express that planet in a better way? Mm -hmm. You know, so rather than going into a fit of rage, how can you get your words out and, and, you know, stand up for yourself without feeling the need to yell and scream and throw things yeah, take that right. energy for constructive movement forward instead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
And so um, that's one of the workshops that I'm working on is um, getting people to really look at those personal planets Mm -hmm. and find words that they themselves have experienced that so that they have um, like a glossary of like, oh, I'm feeling this and I want to go there. How do I get there? Yeah. How, how do I make that pivot? How do they, I shift my energy? And the more you shift, the better the outcomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know what? We're going to pause right there. And I'm going to okay. go through some um, some marketing because it doesn't pay for itself for podcasting. And then we'll reconnect once I'm done with that. And okay. uh, we'll run from, we'll just run with it because uh, I, I okay. love what I'm hearing. All right. <laughs> All right. Right, folks, today's episode is brought to you by Earth Runner Sandals. They're the perfect sandal for your minimal shoe needs that connect you to the earth with every single step using their copper grounding post. These sandals are super comfortable, waterproof, travel well, look fancy, dress down, work for hiking. And frankly, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I am an affiliate, so you can visit the link in the show notes and use coupon code LISA10 for 10% off of your purchase. And let's get back to rambling. All right, we are back with Julia Allen. And let's let's talk more about your um, the offerings that you provide, because you offer some readings. You said you don't tell the f- future, but uh, you work yep. with trying to help people have a better understanding of of their signs and how they can work with it. So let's go through that. Um, okay, so um, one of the one of my offerings, which uh, is on my website, is, and it's free, is a ebook on the planets. Mm-hmm. And in them, um, I have sort of the um, the title. It'll have the planet, and it'll give a description of how it works. So, for instance, Saturn is about timing and vision and mastery. Okay, and then I give them what the lower expression of Saturn might might play out which is fear, rigidity, self-doubt, and excessive control. Mm. And then the higher expression, which is discipline, responsibility, resilience, and mastery. Hey. And then through that, we get to, you know, we, we have some play there to work with the planet and see how Nobody, you know, nobody's going to know your life better than you of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So when you start to see these things, these planets, then you can go, okay, well, now's my opportunity for whatever it is that you want. Obviously, nobody wants to sit in fear. <laughs> no. Hopefully right. not. <laughs> no, I I hope not. I mean, I guess obviously, you know, the world's kind of crazy. Some people want us to sit in fear, but yeah, it doesn't strange. mean that 
that we yeah. have to do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stranger things have happened, but uh, hopefully yeah. we can move out of that. So, and your yeah. website is astrologybyjulia.com, correct? It is. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, right now I haven't set up, so I have the offerings, but I haven't actually set up um, the payment plan yet. I'm still working on the website itself. So it is there. People can see it. They can get an idea of what yeah. I do. Um, and they can message me, obviously. Um, yeah, there's like little kinks, like the ebook is free, you sign up for it. And then once you put in your name and the email, yeah. um, at the bottom of that box that asks for that, it will say download the ebook. Yes. I haven't okay. figured out how to automate that yet. It's all very new. Like I have spent my whole life not being on the internet at all. Mm. So I worked, first I worked in theater, then I worked in TV and film and none of it was ever on like doing computers or yeah. the internet or any of like I knew how to email. Yeah. Like most people and you know, the basic social media, but how to automate things or the zoom calls or all of this is new for me. So I'm well, you're still doing, learning. you're doing quite well. Cause I feel like your website is a little bit further ahead than mine. And so bravo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the end, you. you know what, as long as people receive what they're seeking, I actually don't think they care too much how it's delivered. <laughs> As long yeah. as it, as, yeah. as long as it's got a healthy relationship, the intention is there and that yeah. you're able to deliver what you promise and they're able to yeah. then give you what they know they need to in that transactional exchange, then mm -hmm. I actually don't think people get too hung up on whether it's, you know, a smooth situation or an automatic download or whatever, like, you know, it, it perfection doesn't have to be there. No, no. Um, yeah, it's true. So, um, now I've, now I lost what, where Sorry, we were. Your other offering. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got you, um, got the personal dragon, rebel spirit guide, ignite your soul fire and timekeepers. Right. Oh. I don't know what just happened. So do you want to tell, talk about maybe the rebel spirit guide, what that is? Uh, yeah, I do. I just, sorry. It's okay. I touched my computer and then something moved around on me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Good old technology. It's always, right? There's always something that seems to be, you know, a glitch here or there, or like today we were supposed to do our Google meet instead. And then I realized that Google changed their platform. So I have to be in like a business format, uh, workspace in order to be able to record the, the interview. Oh. So that's why we switched oh. back over to zoom instead. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. So you said the rebel spirit guide. Yeah. Let's go through that one. Yep. Okay. So with the Rebel Spirit Guide, we look into, um, so the plan, you know, when you're born, that's the time mark, 
Mm-hmm. So we t- kind of take a picture of the night sky and go, okay, here's where everything was when you were born. And then it gets placed into houses okay. of the Zodiac, oh. and it, which are connected with the signs. And then the houses are, they give that energy of how things are playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, So if something's happening in, let's say, the seventh house, then it can be about partnerships. Um, It might be about love partnerships, or it could just be like more that blanket, like any kind of partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we go through these different houses, we can see we can kind of start to see how these things are playing out. Mm -hmm. And then every year, as we go along, we have uh, by our age. So when we we start, when we're first born, it's sort of like the tarot card, right? The fool okay. begins yeah. his journey. So okay. the first the first house is that that's your first breath. That's why you have the rising sign there, because that's your first breath. Okay. And that shows the way you approach things mm-hmm. when you first start. Okay. It may not be how you end up, but um, that's how you start things. Cool. Um, and so we we look at that, and each year is uh, an age. Mm-hmm. So the first, and there's 12, so it divides into. So the first year is zero. So zero to just before one. Mm-hmm. is the first house and it's about your identity. And then the second house is about your personal values. Okay. And it goes on from there. Yeah. And then so whatever age you happen to be, like I turned 60 <clears throat> uh it'll be next year will be 2 years. So that was I re-entered that first house. So obviously at 60 it's going to it's going to show itself in a different way mm-hmm. than it did when I was in just a newborn. Okay. But it my first house is a Capricorn house. So that's ruled by Saturn. So we can say, okay, so Saturn is ruling this year for you. Mm-hmm. And then we really dive into like where are where are you setting your boundaries okay and what are you trying to master yeah and you know um how are you showing up like this is your first step so how are you now showing up again mm-hmm. um so those are the we start to look at that. And then we also look at the picture of when your son and your so the sun moves around. So the sun is at some point every year, the, the solar, the sun returns to where it was when you were born. Mm-hmm. So we can take a picture of that and say, okay, so this is what we're moving into. This is the energy that we're moving into. Now I don't, fortune tell it but I do say like okay so you know what what are you working with 
Yeah. Here is like, it's kind of like, here's your palette Mm -hmm. now for moving forward. What are you going to do with it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So then it's more of a um, working in a conversation, you know, so you can say, oh, well, I'm doing this and this. I'm like, yeah, that that looks great. How can you, you know, add this or flavor it with that? Okay, cool. That sounds really interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, so that way you're getting into creator mode as opposed to somebody saying, this is going to happen at this time for yeah. you. <laughs> and then it takes it away. You know, it's it's like <clears throat> opening up all your Christmas presents before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. The Christmas comes and it's a dud. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. And then it also allows the like the receiver, your client to still interact in that whole process too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Rather than being yeah. just told or talked at, you're being involved yeah. into it. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Love it. Love it. And then you do have three other offerings, but we'll let other people visit your website to go and learn more about that. Unless you have yeah. a specific one that you really think that they should know about. Uh, I mean, I think it it really depends on on um, what you know what you're working on and what kind of calls to you. Valid point. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the dragons. That's my you know, passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that. So the the dragons are the lunar nodes. Okay. And there's this whole mythology of the north and the south node. So the north is the head and the south is the tail. And the some cheeky dragon came and swallowed the sun. And so they cut him in half. Okay. So, that sun, so that's the eclipse, right? It's the yeah. dragon coming and swallowing the sun and then it reappears. Mm. And also the moon comes and swallows. And so I, I just, I really like that sort of imagery of it, mm-hmm. of, of the eclipses um, and how they, I like how they play out in people's lives. Okay. Um, so the south, the south or the tail of the dragon, there are some people that, you know, um, they say that's, those are your past lives and it may be, but it doesn't actually have to be a past life. It can also be what is handed down through your DNA, through your ancestry, through your traditions and belief systems within the family. Okay. So there's, and then there's also um, your natural talents. Yeah. So like some people, you know, they can just pick up any instrument and seemingly play it. So mm-hmm. that would be something that just comes innately. Yeah. Um, and then the north node, the head, it's the head is where we're going. Yeah. It's like, where where are we going? What are we, what are we here to do? Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that were, you know, dragons were always going out and, and getting the riches. Yeah. 
Um, and so the head is going out and it may not be as, it's not as comfortable in that. Those are new things it's acquiring in this life. Mm-hmm. It's not the stuff that comes easily. It's the stuff that we work at. Yeah. It's, it's the um, slightly awkward things okay. that we want to do this. So when we, you know, when we venture out into the world and, you know, we start a podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of the things are like, oh, we're not quite, you know, I am not quite as accustomed to this. This doesn't yeah. come as naturally to me. I need to learn this, this, and this. Same with like building a website or creating anything. Yeah. So it's those things that that's where the head is going. It, it's the And stretching. eventually they become, like as we learn, yeah. they become, and that's where he, like, you know, the dragon will go, okay, now it's in my lair. Yeah. And now I have all these things and now I'm going out again. Okay. But it always has a particular, because it's in a particular sign in a particular house. Yeah. It has, it knows what it's after. And that's sort of like your quest. It's the thing that drives you to move forward and go grab. Oh, wow. Like all of the visual imagery that I'm getting from this is really, really cool. (laughs) Yeah. If only I could create it into some sort of art form here right now, but I can't. (laughs) That's amazing. One day AI will be that good. (laughs) There you go. Right. One day. Yes. So um, I know that you prepared a reading for me in preparation. I did. So do you want to dive into that? I do. <laughs> I just have to see which where I am. Okay, that no goes problem. away. So I've actually never had a reading. I've only oh, okay. read the glossies and the, the 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 odd book or two where it has like a page dedicated to Aries and that's it. And then I had uh, teammates that started calling me a Perry's because I was like. I, I was both. I was Pisces and Aries. I would kind of, when I needed to be headstrong, I would mm. be headstrong. But when I needed to just go with the flow, I would just go with the flow kind of thing. So they started calling me their little Perrys instead. I was like, okay, sure. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, Well, yours is a very interesting chart. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for charts, so I love charts. But yeah. yours had a, because you had a, um, you didn't say I'm born on this at this time. Mm-hmm. You say you said it was somewhere between six thirty and six forty five. Yep. So if you were born from six thirty to six forty, then your rising sign would be Pisces. Okay. So that's how you would begin things, but. If you were born anytime after 640, then your rising sign is Aries. Okay. Where your sun is. So then what what does that mean? <laughs> it means that um, you, in order to get um, the exact... To know exactly um, which it is, mm-hmm. at least you have a range. Like some people come in and they like have no idea. They're yeah. like, 
My mom said I was born in the morning before noon. Yeah. Like, okay, was it still dark out? <laughs> like, what are we working with here? That's yeah. a huge range. And the problem is, is that you want your ascendant because everything is built off that. Because that okay. tells, that shows me where the midheaven is. It shows me where the descendant, is. like it just shows, maps it out. And then we know where, what planets are in what houses. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can take the, you know, I can see the snapshot. The planets aren't going to move. Like the planets are where the planets are. Yeah. But the houses are going to change. And then okay. that changes how things um, h- how things like the location of things, like what what does it look like for you? What does it feel like for you? Mm-hmm. If you think of the houses, they call them houses, but if you think of them as rooms that you go in, right? That's how we like these are the planets are the characters and then the houses are the rooms that the characters go in. Okay. Well, it's different if the characters in a kitchen than in a bathroom. Yeah. Like it's a different thing going on. Yeah. So um, there are astrologers and I can definitely, if you're interested, I can definitely um, make some suggestions Mm -hmm. where they do what is called rectification. Okay. I don't do rectification. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Um, But there are some really good astrologers that are great with that kind of timing. Yeah. And what you would do is give them events where you do know the timing. Okay. So, Like, for instance, you have children. So if you know the timing of when those children were born. Yeah. So I have, I know when my daughter was born. Yeah. So that would be a big event. Okay. And that's, so then you would say, my daughter was born on this date and I was married on this date at this time. Yeah. And, you know, Aunt May died on this date and gave me all this money. You know, like okay. there's all these different things that we we can say, OK, I know the time of these things, these events. Yeah. And then they can look at it and go, OK, well, I'm only looking at a five minute range here yeah so because of this and it wouldn't you know with a five minute range it's not taking them quite as long as you know the six to 12 hour range yeah yeah there's less less guessing if you will right right yeah yeah okay um the other thing that you can do is it's interesting with you because you do have um you have mercury in Pisces. Yeah. Okay. So when people are seeing Pisces in you, Mercury is the way in which we communicate. Okay. So when they see the Pisces in you, they and think that you're the, the Pisces Aries, what they might be seeing is the Mercury rather than the sun. Ah, okay. Because right. it is the way you communicate, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's your rising sign. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you know, you'd, yeah, you have to decide, like, there's a really good book, Jenny. Um, have you, do you know um, Jenny Nichols? Uh, I think I've heard of it, but. 
she has a great book and she just, you know, you can look at any, I mean, you can go to any, like go to a bookstore and look at the rising signs mm -hmm. and then, and then ask yourself, is that how I begin things? Like, or think about how you begin a project or something new, brand new. How do you begin that? Yeah. Usually and head then, on. Yeah. So being head on is probably more Aries. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be that you're more 645 than 640. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So case in point, mothers track the time that your babies were born and keep note yes. of it. <laughs> yes. And it's funny. I have family and they, they text like, you know, like my cousin's daughter, you know, I got a text from them it's like, yeah. oh, the baby was born at this time, weigh this much at this time at this location. So they know like, OK, Julia's got the stuff for. <laughs> yeah, they understand the importance the of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I think that's it too. Cause like truly, I I don't think it like in the eighties, cause I was born early eighties. I don't think people tracked that information. It was just like, you were born in the morning or you're born in the afternoon or at night. And this is the day. Yeah. If they, I mean, if they archived the records mm -hmm. um, and if you're, is your mom still alive? She is. Yeah. But she's yep. all she can say is you were born in the morning and it was Easter weekend yep. and you almost missed Easter. <laughs> right. Um, because births are on the mother's birth uh, on the mother's health record. Oh, so okay. if the hospital archived the records, it would be on the mother's chart. Okay. And so you just need a permission slip to access that. Oh, interesting. I actually, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. my challenge is finding where those records from the now demolished hospital. Well, and unfortunately up. at one point, um, hospitals started just rather than um, archiving, yeah. they just started burning the records. Yeah. And didn't yeah. even bother keeping them like, oh, who wants this? Right. Yeah. You know, occasionally it would be on your long form birth chart. OK. Occasionally, like they don't have to put it there, but sometimes you'll find it there. Mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily. Ah, well, yeah. All the things, I guess I got to keep looking more or I'll reach out to you and uh, and find out that someone who could do a rectification for me, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, because you like I said, it's it's a very small window that you need rectified. Yeah. So that shouldn't be too. I mean, I don't do it. So for me, it's like, oh, it shouldn't be too hard. But I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. It's OK. We've yeah. it all I mean, they probably just ask you a lot of questions about, yeah. you know, the different, like, what does it look like if Pisces rising and what does it look like if Aries is rising mm -hmm. and then make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to rectify this one. Yeah. 
So if it is, um, if it is an Aries rising, mm-hmm. then your sun and your rising sign are are very much connected. Okay. Uh, so that it's not just how you start things, but it's how you start things is is. Yeah, it's very it's very attached to your whole sun mission of being an Aries. Okay. And you have a bit of that, obviously. Yes. With Aries, you've got that little bit of that warrior in you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's always been there. So, (laughs) yeah. So I'm good. So what I did was um, because I didn't know the houses. Mm -hmm. um, I just I stuck with the dragon. I was like, okay, well, that works. um, Let's look at that dragon of yours because that's not going to move. Like it's I didn't talk about the house that it was in, but um, I did talk about the what it is to be in the signs that it was in. Mm -hmm. So you have this um, the head of the dragon where mm-hmm. it's moving towards is actually at the bottom your fourth house. So it's down in that's if you're a Aries rising. Yeah. In the fourth house. So it's in cancer. Okay. Um, and then the South node, which is the things that come innately to you is in yeah. Capricorn. Okay. Um. So Capricorn, and it would be the 10th house if it's an Aries rising. So Capricorns are, they're very goal-oriented. Yep. Um, and that's something that comes naturally to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you see you see the problem. It's like, okay, what's, you don't just see the problem, but you're going, okay, so what's the goal here? What's What is the outcome we want from this? Yeah. So that's. That's what comes naturally to you um, to see that, that goal, those goals. Um, and how can you get there or influence others that is in a very grounded and practical way? Yeah. Um, your being the planner is something that comes really naturally to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like to, you're the person that likes to get things done. <laughs> yeah. Now on the other side, and it's interesting because if it is the fourth house, it's where the roots like it's called the IC, but it's, which is, a um, the IC is your sort of most inner self. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the area where you grow your roots. Yeah. And it's also the area that gives you like when you get into that fourth house, that's what gives you the traction to really move forward again. Okay. So it's that area where we have we we have to go into in order 
to be to get that you know big motivation and push and and also that like kind of a decompresses yeah so that you can have that energy okay that so it's the point where you have to go in, which is nice that it's in cancer because cancer mm-hmm. is a water sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, um, it has that, you know, how do we get in touch with people's feelings? Okay. It's more touchy feely, you know, that has that a little bit the of water softness. always has that ebb and flow and you, so you need, you know, the, the dragon wants to go into that, okay, into that water and really um, you read the room, but in a, in a more feeling way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and also it's, it's. Um, diving into more um, just the emotional world as opposed to the, you know, the more thinking, mm-hmm. um, less brain and more heart, as yeah. it were. Yeah. And your Mercury is in Pisces, which is also water. So that really helps with that. Okay. Um. So if we combine these two elements, um, we have something that looks like you lead with authority, but you also have to take an account because of the, the, the head of the dragon is in cancer. You have to not just lead with authority, but also with the heart. Yeah. So sometimes you have to like, okay, am I barreling ahead or do I need to like pause and, and really see what, where we're coming from, from the heart. Yeah. Um, So it's the, it's a blend of ambition and empathy. And that is the superpower. Okay. Right there. So the more you can blend ambition and empathy, the better. Okay. That's cool. And it's, and yeah. And then just like, when we look at like, you know, the big, big projects, then it's, how do you get that, the drive to initiate and achieve big things? And then also, ensure that that human touch is there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right um, and then to add that we have mars and saturn in libra and they are what we call a square well it's a t-square because the dragons are always opposite so it ends up being a t-square mm-hmm. um, so mars It's the, it gives you this, um, your dragon is more easily balanced because you have those planets there. Okay. So 
where some people feel very awkward with their North Node because it's just this other thing. Yeah. It's not really, you know, um, it's more of a, a challenge where because you have this T-square with Saturn and Mars, it's though that's your focal point and being in Libra, which is about balancing, always balancing. Yeah. So it kind of, it, it brings those, that dragon, it, it's like putting that dragon back together where it yeah. wasn't cut in half, you know, mm-hmm. it's really putting it back together. So um, in its highest expression, Mars and Libra, um, it, it channels courage and assertiveness mm-hmm. um, rather than just being impulsive. Okay. Um, and then Saturn in its highest expression there is, it, it's always promoting that more disciplined approach to creating mm-hmm. and responsible partnerships. Okay. Um, and Saturn there has, Saturn anyway, has a lot of resilience. Um, so there's always that, it gives you that real commitment to, to dive in deep mm-hmm. and, and really um, accomplish and make sure that there's respect and fairness and um, balancing um powerful energies because we are taking that Saturn, which Saturn is like healthy boundaries. Yeah. And then Mars, which has this energy to, to go, but we don't want it to be um, aggressive. Mm -hmm. So the Saturn is always going to kind of pull it back and say, okay, how can we go, go, go? How can we get how can we accomplish the things we want with, without um, sort of flattening our opponents? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's super insightful. And there's some of it where like, yeah, I could agree that that's how I operate. But I, I mean, obviously, I probably do need to go and find out, try to find out my actual minute of birth <laughs> to get more but uh that was amazing i appreciate yeah. that you're very welcome thank you um so you know what i think now is actually a wonderful time for us to wrap this up so i want to extend my gratitude for your time and for being on here with me you were actually my first interview so uh it seems pretty fitting <laughs> to kick it off with some astrology um and where can people find you online? I know there's your website, astrologybyjulia.com. Are you on any social media yeah. as well? Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. at astrology under, uh, I guess that's underscore. Like the, yeah. Underscore Julia. Okay. Perfect. Astrology underscore Julia. Yeah. Excellent. So you have your website and you have your Instagram and uh, yeah. you're very easy to connect with anyways via those two channels. So uh, yeah, 
This has been wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for having me. Of course. And I wish you the very best as your business just grows and expands from here. Thank you very much. I hope your podcast does the same. Oh, I'm sure it will in time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. And we'll connect another time. All right. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.